Twitter is not a platform. It is a psychic weapon system. Whoever owns Twitter controls the Western zeitgeist, and Elon understood this when he bought it. It's priceless, which you've been hearing on this pod for the last however long. <laughs> like any like price to earnings ratio or like some shit out of an intelligent investor book is like there is no way to calculate the price of the most influential communication system to have ever existed. You're not selling chocolate here. It's not even about money. I'm going to say it's not even about money. It's not even about like, I don't even think that's the way to analyze it. It's like on the trajectory of things that you're trying to bring into existence, what is the one thing that you, if you had influence over, you could accelerate the adoption of all of those things. It's a way to reach millions, hundreds of millions of people in seconds. It's an insane uh, welcome to another episode of No Investment Advice. We've got Trunk Fan, Jack Butcher, Bilal Zaidi here. Jack, where the hell are you, mate? You look like you uh, got shipped off somewhere. What's going on? I'm in my clear light, sanctuary sea, full spectrum infrared sauna. <laughs> courtesy of healwithheat.com. There we go. Thank you, Skyler. Heal with heat? Heal with heat. Heal with heat. Mm-hmm. People. We joke on here, probably every other episode, how we've made zero dollars. We are actually now officially saying the only remuneration we've ever gotten on this podcast <laughs> is a friend of the pod, a, a longtime listener, it turned out, uh, hit us up. He's like, hey, do you guys, do you guys like, are you familiar with bartering? Are you familiar with the bartering system? <laughs> this is before capitalism. People would exchange goods with each other. Good. Would you like a sauna? So, Jack, can you tell us about what you're sitting in? Uh, how much have you liked it? And uh, again, show that website. Is that Mac about to 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 uh, melt yeah, on us be, or what? Boys. It would be if I had it on. But I'm, look, I'm just sitting under the uh, custom light conditions here. <laughs> Jesus Christ! The... For the listeners, we... yeah, it looks incredible. like a sex dungeon with the way he's changing that's, the lights. That's what it looked like. It did look like that earlier. It did look. Well, well the boy, thing is, is what we it? say is we don't get paid on it. We only get paid through free saunas and yeah. free oh, chairs because yeah. Trung also got yeah, yeah. a chair sent to him. Oh yeah, let me. Uh, I'll show my boy. Someone uh, my needs boy to send Nate. me a chair. I'm. I'm. Like, work, I'm using a dining right now, chair right now. What's going on? Well, let me just shout out quickly. Is uh, my boy Nate, a uh, friend of the pod, friend of mine actually for decades. He works for Herman Miller. Uh, you guys know Herman Miller, right? They oh, are yeah, the, they are the, the Birkin bag of office chairs. Oh, yeah. They are the Rolls Royce of office chairs. So he sent me this gaming chair. I don't even got the name. He's gonna. So I just can't up. believe so Jack's in the sauna right now. This is yeah. so funny. <laughs> so this is the full <laughs> shill segment. Uh, but uh, Jack, so please continue the healwithheat.com. Tell us about that. <laughs> well, this is three. This is technically a three-person sauna we got here. So all. <laughs> One you can double up for a dungeon too. A there you go. Very nice. And uh, let me just give you a little uh, National Institute of Health rundown on the benefits of <laughs> infrared saunas. Health benefits include detoxification, increased metabolism, weight loss, increased blood circulation, pain reduction, anti-aging, skin rejuvenation, incru- improved go. cardiovascular function. The Finns really function, know all sleep. about this. Stress management and relaxation. Yeah, let me give you a little outside view. All right. Trunk, I mean, Jack's doing the full setup oh, here. Look, at that is line. pretty beautiful, to that be is, fair. Dude, you put it inside, nice eh? Yeah, it's inside. Is this, your, is this in the back the back home? The back one where you should record, no, right? No, no, no. This is in the house. Oh, this is so in I the got, main crib. 
like your boys in the, <laughs> the main <laughs> crypt. Well, dude, I mean, like what? Like when he, because Jack has so many guests. Jack's like, wait, I'm not gonna give the guests the sauna. Like, are you crazy? I got <laughs> guests go. over and I got to ask them for permission. It to also use doubles. The sauna. I bet you can record a good pod in there because it's quite soundproof. It sounds like from when you were in there. Actually, so uh, I will tell you guys. Uh, but blah, you brought up the uh, finish thing. Uh, so we, I saw the numbers recently. I posted on it on X. I think the population of Finland is 6 million people. They have 3.5 million saunas. What? They have That's mad. one sauna for every two people. And a lot of the, um, a lot of the public sauna shut down because everybody just has them in their house. And uh, I think I told this story before, but I won't tell it again because it's one of my favorite stories. I went to Helsinki like six years ago and I rolled up into one of the few like public saunas that was left that I found on TripAdvisor. And I rolled in with my buddy and, uh, Six dudes in there. I mean, they're not dudes. They're like all over the age of sixty. They're wearing clothes. They're wearing speedos or what? What's the situation? No, I mean they're naked as shit, man. They're just and, uh, foot, they're letting yeah, it loose. They don't care. They're like sixty-five-year-old Russian guys. Yeah, Proper. probably been doing three hours of sauna a day for five decades. Sees this Asian dude. Here's the thing, though. Asian cats go hard in saunas. But like, if you go to Asia, the sauna game there goes hard a dude will like age like vietnamese chinese dudes will bring in like two liters of like green tea and just oh, sit in yeah. the sauna and Sipping like smash it. it yeah and um but anyways i roll in and this guy's like we're gonna smoke these two kids out they looked at us like these guys, these guys think they can handle the helsinki public so, They're not so ready. these guys smoke us out start piling it on the stones i'm like okay i'm out of here and then you go to the change room last thing i'll add is uh you know it's real because in the men's change room, dudes are like lying down on like massage tables and other dudes are slapping them with like leaves. Like, I don't oh, know man. what was going on there, but it looked rejuvenative. Yeah, I, don't know what the right. I don't know what the National Institute of Health has to say about slapping another guy with, I'm yelling again. I'm going to get yelled at on YouTube for yelling. It's but, all right. Okay, it's I got all right. excited. You're doing well. All right, blah. Well. Can you tee up what well, we're that talking was the about? Full, we went full. I mean, we've never done that before. That was the first for the pod. Jack is back in yeah. his nice setup. He's got his microphone going. We're all in the same place. Let's let people know what we're going to talk about. We didn't get to it last week, so we're going to kick off with next big thing for 2024. Uh, I think we were discussing some of the things for the year ahead, things that um, came up in AMA as well last time around alcohol, AI, obviously, uh, GLP-1s, e-com, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll talk about that. Then we'll get into some of our normal topics for the week. Uh, we're going to be talking about Stanley, the brand, the cups everyone's seen, super viral, very interesting case study there. Uh, we'll probably touch on Carter, what's been going on there. And then if we get to it as well, Trunk has a Bill Ackman breakdown. Uh, you've probably seen Bill I mean, Bill we definitely got to get into investor. that, man, because that yeah. is like, well, you want to know why? We're yeah. gonna, uh, you know what? I yeah, why don't you tease it? Stanley, then Ackman. I'll Go tell on. you why. Go on. <laughs> Sorry, cough there. You remember Jack's winner of 2023? He goes, I think the winner is X. And I go, oh man, I, Jack, cool, cool choice. I think X peaked in 2021. And Jack goes, nah, I don't think it's done yet. I think he's got another peak ahead of it. And then Bill Ackman v. Harvard, which we will discuss. Uh, we, we teased it last week because uh, Claudine Gay resigned the president of Harvard while we were recording. But that all happened on X. This Carta story was the biggest tech story over the weekend. Uh, for people who don't know, Carta is a, uh, it's a cap table management 
So every startup basically uses it to manage their employees, their investors, and letting know, letting everyone know how many shares they have because obviously private companies aren't listed on public exchanges with public filings. So this is like the equivalent for private markets. But that all played out on X. Uh, Stanley actually played out on TikTok, which is a bit annoying. But uh, we'll do the uh, the meme of the week here. Yeah, go. Uh, Let's pull that up. So, go on. Yeah, I'll tease the meme of the week. I actually got two for you guys. They're based on both of our stories. I will um, say there's some behind the scenes there. If you, you're going to do the yeah. Bill Ackman one, yeah? Yeah, so the first one is uh, for people that don't know, Bill Ackman, uh, hedge fund, uh, $4 billion uh, net worth hedge fund manager. and uh, Very active on the here. internet. Very he, oh, since X released the uh, the long tweet feature, <laughs> Bill Ackman has been the biggest utilizer of it. So here's the tweet. Uh, I'll, I'll tee this up. Let me let me get rid of this. So over the past week, for people that don't know, uh, the the president of Harvard, Claudine Gay, resigned. Uh, she had given uh, a testimony about Harvard and anti-Semitism. Uh, her and two other presidents, uh, one of uh, Penn, the other one at MIT. It was. By all accounts, a pretty flaccid testimony. Um, they're kind of they're kind of pushed into a corner a bit uh, because it was done by a conservative uh, congresswoman, and the whole point was just trying to make an example of uh, higher education and kind of win some culture points. But it it just it, you guys all saw the video, right? I think a hundred million people saw it. They just asked point blank, "Hey, is calling for the genocide of Jewish people uh, considered hate speech?" Every single president gave a very lawyerly answer, which they're probably coached by lawyers to say, because the codes of the university actually uh, have a free speech type of code. They're private institutions, so they don't have to do the First Amendment in the United States, but a lot of them do. A lot of colleges hew to the First Amendment just to kind of keep that standard. But basically, the whole point is they're saying, no, we have free speech here. You're allowed to say a lot of things unless it goes into harassment or something physical. But the whole point is that anybody here that's been following uh, higher education in America. What's been going on the last five years, people? You you say one thing, you tweet one thing, you get your uh, uh, you can't go to school, you get uh, expelled for any type of hate speech against selected groups, right? Whatever you feel about it, they had a double standard. So, anyways, Bill Ackman went after her. She got booed for plagiarism. <laughs> a week after she no, three days after Claudine Gay resigns uh, from these plagiarism charges, Business Insider which is like hit piece central, uh, did a hit piece about uh, Neri Oxman. Really the TMZ of the business world, I Did guess. a TMZ of the business world. <laughs> I love that yeah. description. Yeah, yeah. And they did a piece about Neri Oxman. She is the wife of uh, uh, Bill Ackman. Now, to be fair, she got caught on plagiarism charges. She apologized for them. Um, I think the difference I'd add between her and Claudine Gain is the following. She is no longer an academic, doesn't excuse her past behavior. She apologized for it. Uh, but... Claudine Gay was the president of Harvard, the president. In the year 2023, there were 100 cases of student misconduct at Harvard. 60% of them involved plagiarism. Half of those students were expelled or suspended for the entire year. If you're the president of Harvard, there's an extremely high standard, right? Like you just, you can't. Uh, Neri Oxman, former fac uh, tenured faculty at MIT, now is uh, an entrepreneur. But I give this long tee up. Sorry, I know we're supposed to talk about Stanley, but just for this tweet, here's a meme of the week. So Ackman's written probably 30,000 words defending his wife. And the running joke 
is that Ackman is going to war against elite academia. He's threatening to start an AI startup to find plagiarism at every single Ivy League school just to prove, uh, just basically in defense of his wife, right? That's a running joke. So the tweet I have here is, uh, I texted my wife. She texted me, did you do the dishes? I say, not yet. We'll do it later this afternoon. And then she goes, Ackman is laying waste to Ivy Leagues and elite academia for his wife. You could put four bowls in a dishwasher. I respond, fair enough. The funny thing is this happens literally every single day. I got to ask you guys, do you guys have this dishwasher problem with your wife? What is the beef and tensions that happen with your significant other around dishwashers? Dishwasher, yeah, that's always a problem. That's always a problem. Well, it I is, right? I think, I think someone needs to invent a better thing around... Uh, when it's clean versus dirty, do you have this issue too? Well, you this have the, the magnet. People put yeah, the we don't have a magnet. Outside. We need to do the <laughs> magnet, but we have that. That's a simple solution that we have not explored. But anyway, yeah, uh, I I understand what you're saying. Um, well, I do tell me think about the tensions though. Tell me about the tensions that happen from the dishwasher. No, it's, I think it's more of a. T- it's beyond the dishwasher. It's about fairness in the household, and uh, <laughs> you know, it's about who does what. That is what the argument's always about, obviously. So I think. Uh, I just to put it out there, I do a lot less in the household, so that's okay. why I'm always happy to do the dishwasher because I don't actually mind doing it. But anyway, so hence uh, the Ackman yeah. joke, right? Ackman's laying waste to elite, elite academia. You could like do some, but so I will, I'll actually like your thoughts on it. We can go more into that because there's more to tease out about that. But what were your like, kind of high level thoughts about what you've seen around the Ackman stuff? Oh, I, 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 to be honest, because I'm in London, I've not been reading lots of news, lots of stuff on X, so I've not been fully following it apart from what you shared. And uh, so I haven't been following it super closely. And, All right, um, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen the jokes. The jokes are pretty funny. I will say every time he posts, I rarely read it because it's too long. It's literally the definition of TLDR. <laughs> every time I need a TL, it's like too long, didn't read every single time. That massive block of text just puts me off on Twitter for some reason. And, Ten uh, yes. thousand characters. I, I mean, can't, this guy. I can't be, be doing that. Uh, I think I he's just, the only one that's hit the limit. Like his last yeah. one, he did his long screen about Business Insider. He had two back to backs, full uh, uh, length text. But anyways, let's talk about Stanley. Uh, Jack had to. Well, let's actually before we do that, let's let's start with the next big thing for 2024 stuff because uh, I think because that's probably we should have read that last week as well. So okay, maybe yeah, we'll, we'll kick so off with that. So why don't you talk about the ones so, yeah, that you like the most? Trung, you had shared, uh, I can't remember who did the write-up because I can't see the link in, in the notes anymore. But um, do, do you remember who did that write-up? Yeah, I'll find it. Thing? Why don't you start talking and then I'll find you the name. But yeah, so the question, I think people ask some questions like this in AMA as well, um, but we didn't get to it. So the kind of question is, what are the big kind of things we should all be looking out for in 2024? I think the obvious ones, AI, obviously, we can go into a few of those examples if needed. Um, but the ones that stood out for me, I thought are worth talking about less alcohol. I'm rem- Jack, do you remember that came up last week and we wanted to talk about that with Gen Z, uh, people still smoking all sorts of stuff instead. That was another thing. Um, India, I thought was interesting because we, we did a whole pod on that. Um, and then what else was there going back to the office, another big trend that I think we've been discussing a bit on the pod. Obviously, Zoom asking people to go back in the office was the the last straw. We knew it was a day uh, when that happened. Um, anything? I mean, there was GLP ones, Ozempic, etc. Well, Any, let's discuss yeah. a couple. Let, what we talked through. Uh, so shout out first of all to Nikhil. Uh, that, that was Nikhil. Uh, That's he's it. a VC. I think uh, Footworks is the name of his venture firm. Uh, I, I also buried the lead on that Ackman meme. Uh, Bill Ackman retweeted that. That was a running joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you so, were uh, pr- you were teasing it up for us to say. It was bait, right? Like you knew yeah. it was going to happen too. You knew you could. I actually didn't you could know follow if the footsteps. Had, 
He's slowly digging into the meme side, like the more the Elon, like playing with the internet culture, because he's a bit more buttoned up, right? He's Harvard, yeah. uh, Harvard MBA, like Wall Street guy. But I've been noticing, he's get, he's not obviously no dummy. He's getting it. He understands the speed of internet. And he's getting, because I see he's retweeting and engaging more with like meme accounts. He gets, he get what's happening and how you can wield. I mean, to Jack's point, Jack had to run off again, but you understand the speed of the internet, right? And how you pack it. What's funny is that he's doing the opposite of packaging things. His things are going viral even without them being packaged tightly. <laughs> like his 10,000 character essays are going viral. But let's talk about uh, the next big things, these themes. Blah, let, why don't you tee off the one that you're most interested in and we can should discuss about it. Why don't you pick one of the ones you just mentioned? I think let's uh, roll a GLP ones or Zempic. I think it's let's interesting because it's That's not huge. as, I mean, it's, it's obviously hyped, but it's not pure AI tech stuff, right? And uh, I think a lot of people, uh, it's kind of under the radar for a lot of people who aren't really following that world. But what, what's the latest you read on this? Because I think it's, what percentage well, of people, I think it's a single uh, digit percentage of the US population already. Are you Okay, so shout out to Olivia, uh, Jack's uh, sister-in-law. She wrote an article for the free press, uh, free press about this ages, I think 18 months ago. That's right, Jack. Jack was actually brought this up. Jack was saying, we talked about this, I think, a year ago this time. So just to give people an idea, Nova Nordisk, which produces uh, Wagovi, uh, which is... So for people who don't know, GLP ones is this. Let's just bring it up again because uh, people have forgotten at this point. It, it, was, it was created, this class of drug was created to treat diabetes, okay? And what they found as an off-label usage was that it was actually suppressing people's appetites and actually... Uh, stimulating certain hormones and chemical reactions where you just ate less. You felt more full. And what people have found, if you people want, Google this. Google Jonah Hill. It's very clear that he is on Ozempic slash Wagovi or one of these GLP-1 uh, drugs. The dude's lost like 150 pounds. Uh, so it reduces your appetite, makes you feel more full. You're eating less. I think the, the number was people are losing 30, 40% of their weight on average. And... This is a huge difference. We could talk about self-control and uh, obesity in America because I think Bilal just mentioned there's a single digit number already using it. Obesity crisis is very real in America. I think by 2030, uh, the economist floated a number that 50% of America will be obese or overweight, which is just insane when you think about it. The cost to the healthcare system. The healthcare system is one-sixth of the U.S. economy. It's like three to four trillion dollars a year. If you can create a drug that can treat obesity, you're actually saving a lot of funds from the government, but you're also going to make a shit ton of money. Go look at how much money Viagra has made, okay? Go look at go look at how much money the cholesterol drugs have made. We're talking $100 billion revenue drugs. So let me throw it to you guys. Well, let me throw it to Jack, actually, because he's, he's had, uh, had to take care of some stuff with the, the, the little one. Jack, what have, where, where are you mentally with GLP-1s? You used to count broccoli. Uh, but you understand why people would want to use this. Where are you with it as a as an impactor for 2024 and beyond? I don't know. I think uh, you know what's the most remarkable thing to me is how fast it seems to take effect. And maybe that's just like the media perception of it. Because what wasn't one of the other early examples of this? Didn't Elon say he was using it? Like two pictures yeah, of him from is. yeah, yeah. Well, he oh, mentioned like it before. He said ago. it was yeah. great. Yeah, he said like in in the space between two pictures taken of him, he lost a lot of weight, and that I, I mean, I think that was the thing that was most 
I don't know, profound about it to me is like that it's doing that just through appetite reduction. Like, I don't know, the, 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 the thing that's difficult for me to understand about it is I actually at times have just like the composition of the food I've been eating is wrong. You know, like you're not, you're not getting your, your macros in balance and eating less didn't necessarily, obviously you lose weight, but not in the, um, at least in my experience, I lost weight, not in the way I would want to lose weight just by eating less. So, yeah, I mean, as in you want to preserve muscle and lose fat, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't just want to just skeleton yourself. Yeah, right? yeah, like, exactly. Like your strength over the long term is the is another thing to consider. But if you're in a position where there are other problems being surfaced just as a as a response to being like massively overweight, then this seems like an incredible solution for that, right? And and I guess the long term question is how like what's the trade off? Because any any yeah, that's, substance the, has a trade-off yeah even the, food you eat has trade-offs right this just yeah, everything exactly. has that and i think this is this has that at least early perception of being like magical in the sense that the trade-off isn't as significant as one would expect based on the quality and speed of transformation right yeah i think uh, jack you you brought up a really good point there which is kind of the trade-off that they're already kind of seeing and so the two that I've seen a lot and we might have talked about on the pod, so I, I won't go too long on it, but is the muscle versus fat question, which is a lot of people are losing muscle, not necessarily fat. And uh, and I have a theory on why that might be. And then the second big thing is when they come off it, they're going to put it back on. So it basically is the same problem that happens for people who lose a significant amount of weight in general. Uh, the only difference I say is if people did it in a traditional way, you know, you work out more, you eat less, uh, you build kind of habits that might last until after, right? And um, that's kind of the problem here. A lot of people they're finding is um, that as soon as they go off, they're like basically going back to their old habits and their appetite comes back and it's just going to bounce back. Balloon, like, yeah. so like it's like normal weight loss. 90% of people who lose a significant amount of weight will put it back on. And so there, there is actually opportunity for people to basically create like an off-ramp and I think a lot of that is education and and support, basically. It's like people don't actually know. They're just going in. The doctor's like, here, here's some drugs. They see it works. And then they're like, wait a minute. I've gone back into my normal life. And it's, and you haven't changed the actual behavior that's going to, um, you know, create issues for you. And then the other big one, and this is Peter Atia. We talked about him on the pod a few times. He's got a pod on this, uh, The Drive is his pod. And he's talked about it a few times. In his patients, he's seen that, because they actually do uh, DEXA scans where you can see muscle and fat uh, composition. And a lot of the people who have used it within his practice, um, a, a majority of what they're losing is muscle, which is really problematic because long-term, like putting on back that muscle is really difficult. Like just a, as context of people, if you lose one to two pounds of fat a week, that is very doable. If, especially if you're really big, you can go up to that amount. 
to put on one pound of muscle a week uh, a month is really really oh, good yeah. for most people mm -hmm. most people can't so do that's it. that's why you that's why you hear like athletes you don't be like oh we put on 10 pounds of muscle over the summer like we're and talking guys that's crazy their entire yeah. life and they're normally put... juiced up because that's like yeah. or, or they're just elite athletes who Wait, have like what? Uh, that's interesting I, 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 I never heard that angle but it makes a lot of sense right because obviously you typically people that go on these drugs will have more fat so there yeah what what was what was his theory just standard weight loss right like I've, if you stopped eating you yeah, yeah, it's, it's the same as basically to me what is happening from without me being a doctor, it, but someone who's lost a lot of weight and has done it in the traditional way and has read a lot about it is that when people will lose lots of weight, let's say like me, 40, 50 pounds, right? Like it's normal to lose some muscle, but the ratio that I found is about right is if you lose two thirds fat, one third muscle, that seems to be about right whereas other people what peter atia said he's seeing the opposite it's two-thirds muscle one-third fat and so that means for every 10 pounds you're losing six seven of that is muscle that is like pretty bad right that's like, not good that's yeah, yeah, really well, bad actually you know, i just got this uh memory from uh a couple of years ago well like this is i think this is specific to men but the rate at which you can put muscle on is obviously like inverse to your age. Yeah. Like when you hit 35. It becomes much the, harder. The yeah. ability to build muscle is like, it's like step functions of, unless you've Completely. been training for years and years and years and years and years. So it's like those, uh, yeah, just, just being able to maintain your muscle mass as the, the long-term goal for, uh, like longevity and all of that stuff. Yeah, I, exactly. I feel like the weight is not the weight is not a perfect way to extrapolate. Yeah, it's a blunt measurement, been, right? It's a blunt right, measurement right. for health. Obviously, it's, it's directional. But yeah, I think Trunk. Uh, just to wrap it up, I think if people basically follow, like if you'd follow like bodybuilder style people who do cuts, the way you maintain is you have to make sure you eat enough protein to maintain that amount. A good target is one pound per uh, target body weight which is way more than most people have, right? Like 150 grams a day is is quite a lot. Like, it's like four no, chicken breasts. Yeah, it's like four stuff. eggs is 20. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's that's like plenty. And then the other thing is you have to use the muscle. So you have to like do the resistance training. So yeah. I think I have a feeling if people were doing that alongside using these drugs, it probably would work similar to a normal cut. I think so this brings up, help people. we're talking, let's add, let's everything you've laid out as context, let's add the longer term trend. What is the biggest criticism of this? So I wrote about this in my newsletter and I got a bunch of uh, responses from European mm, yeah. people. They're just like, this is pathetic. Americans need to take a drug to get rid of their obesity. I mean, that's a little bit harsh because there is in this. Isn't the company, is actually, is it, does it come from Europe? Isn't it Danish or something? The well, company. the Danish, that's the point. Well, I, what I forgot to mention about Novo Nordisk yeah. is that it's the largest company in Europe now. So it's bigger that's than wild. Louis Vuitton. Well, that was the kind of headline is, for all of this 2024 stuff, a lot of people, including like Scott Galloway, we've, we've talked about it before, that GLP-1s will be bigger than AI. That's kind of the hot take. It, as a theme, right? And well, as I mean, in revenue. Well, even it, in revenue sure, and, yeah. and impact, I guess. Well, like, if you take away... Uh, another, go ahead. Go ahead, Jack. I was just going to say this, another form of status game, isn't it? May arguably more important yeah. than the designer accessory yeah. is the body. You know, the <laughs> Navalism... Uh, of what is it? A fit mind? No, no. A, f a calm mind, a fit body, and a house full of love. The these things have to be earned. They can't be bought. 
And now you're kind that's, of in a you, that's perfectly shout out, in a situation yeah, yeah. where you can. Shout out to our boy Jogo, Jorgo. Yeah, Aaron yeah. Jorgo. No, that's that's uh. true though. That, that's a great great way to put it. Great way to sum that up. Well, anyway, I guess so, the, the go on, Trunk, go on. No, I'm just gonna add uh, a longer term because I wanted to put a bone. Jack kind of hinted at it. Is uh, I mean, people think this is a miracle drug because apparently it's showing to help with alcoholism and other impulse control issues. But it goes back to everything Jack just said. If you have to take a pill instead of having, and self-control, self-discipline, I mean, it is difficult, right? And some people are genetically just predisposed to having weight. That's the truth. And it's not just a morality question. I mean, that's what it raises, really. Because there's this whole, there's decades, periods, right? When somebody's overweight or unfit, you, you'd be like, you make a moral judgment about them, Right. Some people just, it's just. Well, back in the day, you were the boss. You were King yeah. Henry the Eighth. Yeah, right. things change, right? You, if you're yeah. fat, you were the boss. Like, literally, like. Yeah, uh, you could like eat. You were eating good. That means yeah. you were literally eating. Now, if you're fit, it's because you have money to have a personal trainer. You have money to have a dietitian. You can afford Whole Foods. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think, uh, th- no, this trend will be huge. And I think what we'll see is you'll see the full effect of the positive slash blowback, which is everything Jack mentioned. It's like, Oh, America, it's, a, it's a Homer Simpson quote, right? Beer, uh, the, the one he had, beer is the cause and solution to every problem. That was a running joke from the Simpsons. But now this is going to be like pharma and like big agra is the cause and solution for everything. Oh, great. We've figured out how to put corn into everything. So you eat McDonald's and get super fat. Now just take this pill. And all that goes in American capitalism, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great way so to put it. So that's the big... Uh, that's well, the big, well uh, Trung, I think we can cover one last one on it because we talked about it before was the alcohol one because it's kind of related to what you said. But it's kind of the other been, side of this. This has been going for a couple of years, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I remember when you were writing no, I mean, on like, trends uh, for the hustle, yeah. you guys covered that. Uh, like the alcohol, but I, like think, even uh, just, I think it's worth... I think it's worth discussing because Jack brought up that. So I love you guys to tee it up. It's like just yeah. the high level. Well, I'm curious to get terms. your your guys take as well from your friend groups and people, you know, obviously it's January. A lot of people do um, dry Jan or whatever, but I've noticed even just being in London and, and in New York in the last like few years, how many people basically everyone's been trying to drink less, right? Like that's been the thing for a long time. Um, but genuinely, like how many people went completely off alcohol i think uh, jack you've done that for a while uh, when i think when we first met actually you had mm-hmm, cut it mm-hmm. for a while and uh honestly I'm, I'm i don't know if you guys what listen to that huberman episode of on alcohol but that was Bro, a, a massive was, impact i'm pretty sure so that had for a the listeners impact. let me let me tear Bilal actually Bilal. so my buddy Stu, he listens to this podcast every now and then he's like trung you have to listen to this podcast and i'm like oh whatever fine it's one podcast right he did a series on all the major like popular drugs I listened to it. So people haven't listened. It's like 90 minutes. He literally just talks about alcohol, literally just from a scientific angle. And the, here's the conclusion. Zero benefits. <laughs> like you have two alcoholic drinks a week. You, it's just bad for you. He's like, it's literally no poison. physical benefits. I will yeah. say uh, no physical benefits. Yeah. There's no maybe physical for benefits. the soul or for yeah, maybe socializing. He doesn't say don't do it. He's like, I'm just telling you the science behind it. He's like, there's no physical benefits. In fact, it's all like negative. And that's all he says. He's like, I'm not telling you to or not drink. I'm talking physiologically here. But blah. So I listened to that too. And I actually took it. I'm like, okay, I gotta take a break. Yeah. Was that your reaction? Think, yeah, yeah. The same. Um, and I think even just objectively outside of like anecdotes from speaking to friends and stuff like that. Like if you literally do, I looked on the keyword research, like the 
the, the search trends show it, the, the numbers show it for even like Heineken, a lot of those guys are reporting their fastest growing uh, SKUs, uh, non-alcoholic um, brands, which obviously fastest growing, you're starting from a smaller base, but still I'm pretty sure the rest of them are kind of stagnant. And so it's just like an interesting area. Like even I was at a bar in London a few days ago and they had like a whole mocktail menu, not just like, oh, here's orange juice. This is like all these new spirits and all these different things that have been created in the last like year or two. Um, so I, I think it's definitely a trend here to stay. Well, let's get Jack's thoughts because yeah. he teed it up last week. Jack, what was your thoughts on the non-alcoholic stuff? Uh, yeah, I think it's more of our generation drinking less than it is well people who grew up with it or like did it more often in their younger life versus actually maybe it's the same thing but younger people just like never getting into it in the first place that's what it feels like to me is there's like a bit of a generational divide and it's probably way more prevalent in certain parts of the world than others too right like Places like New York and London that are like, oh, we come and do a, we got a full mocktail menu on the thing. It's another like status thing where you can go and partake in it without feeling like you have to ask for a glass of water and feel like you're not a part of what's going on. Um, I've tried it for extended periods of time and I like much prefer having a moderate, personally a moderate relationship yeah. with it Bro, than, than, a two to than being three completely drink offer, yeah. buzz is just... I mean, we've I, <laughs> not investment advice. No, not health yeah. advice, but well, you guys for the soul advice, like, like we said. Let yeah. me, yeah. let me, no, for the soul, man. Like when I saw Bilal in London and like, this was the Bilal joke, which I didn't think of. I rolled up like four <laughs> drinks. Like I sat with Bilal and uh, his lady for, uh, for a couple hours. But within the first 15 minutes, I like put back three wines and it's just like Bilal goes, <laughs> That's dad mode right there. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, the dad. Well, I always think of my friend uh, who listens to the show. He, every time I meet him, it's like at like four p.m. or it's like at the end of his work day before he has to go leave the babysitter. You know what I mean? So he I sneaks in. I remember meeting him once. Leaves. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You met. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. We, what, what do we used to call him? Not being judgmental. Thanks for yeah, not yeah. judging me, Molina. What was it called? Something like ten dollars because he only had ten dollars left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the guy. My boy, one of my best friends. We, I forgot, what did we call him $10 Bitcoin? He basically only had $10 yeah. left in his account because he was putting everything into Bitcoin. It was obviously <laughs> well, a joke, but not really. No. No. Well, actually, let me let me finish one thought here. Let me, since this, let, Let's talk a little bit tech, guys. Think about this. There's a couple of reasons why alcohol is on the downswing. People care more about health, the Instagramification of culture, but also just the recording of everything of culture. Listen, I'm sure all of you, well, I know Bilal started drinking and partying a little bit later. I know Jack was hitting it hard after the car factory. If I had, after the car if I had a, (laughs) there's video footage of 5% of the stuff I did in my teens while drinking, I would be canceled a million ways to Sunday. I think that's a huge part of this, to be honest, Mm, because you just can't be a dumbass anymore and not have, dude. If they had videotape of the stuff I was doing from 13 on, between 13 and 25, <laughs> between 13 and 25, when I was blacking out twice a week, like this is, I mean, I was an idiot. Yeah. I am not proud yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah. Good Lord. Good Lord, people. And uh, 
and you know, I had a problem. I had a problem. I had a problem with alcohol. That's true. I, I wasn't mm. an alcoholic, but I was a problem drinker in the sense of uh, I couldn't. I just couldn't. I wasn't good with alcohol. You know, you meet some people and they're yeah. like four drinks in, and they're just they're just shitty people. Like they're yeah, 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 yeah. loud and they're doing sketchy stuff. Like I was one of those people, and mm. uh, I think that's a big part of it. I think this everything is being captured is uh, in a good way, man. I think that's positive, to be honest. It, it also goes with the part of like people are afraid to say anything. So that's kind of a negative. But I think that's all playing into where Jack mentioned this younger generation. They're a little bit afraid. Shout out to our boy, David Senra, who just did an episode about Red Bull founder Dietrich Maastricht, said the name mm, wrong. Yeah. But he mentioned in that podcast, uh, everyone listened to it, that uh, that guy's super private. One of the greatest marketers ever. This is a very super private guy. And one of his mantras was never drink in public. <laughs> So like it's like only drink behind closed doors. I want to see what you did behind closed doors. There you go. Yeah, it sounds like some stuff was going behind them closed doors. He's going crazy. Not being filmed. Yeah, yeah, I think that was part of it. But uh, how much do you think of it is also to do with the alternatives that people go to? Because the way I see it is for the well, smartphone, but also drugs that have become more legal. Yeah, or like even experimentation, psychedelics. Uh, Adderall, you're right. There's, there's uh, actually maybe this isn't a good thing. Is it better for society? Because this is the joke, right? It's like if uh, 80s was cocaine, that was the big thing in the 80s, and the now it's more fent- now it's more fentanyl heroin. And people mm. actually talk about this fentanyl heroin. I mean, this is going to sound pretty sick, but people talk about it. you're a little bit more productive when you're a coke versus fentanyl. I've never done fentanyl. But I'm just saying, it's like the public perception, right? What is fentanyl? It's a downer. What is coke? It's an upper, right? It's like, what is what is marijuana, cannabis versus uh, uh, caffeine, right? It's an upper mm. versus a downer. Oh, People a actually point, talk yeah. about this a lot. It's like, you look at cultures and what their drug of choice is. People, not personal experience, don't cancel me. I'm just saying, have I dabbled? I've dabbled in things. I'm not going to say what. I live in Canada too, so a lot of it's legal. So don't try to cancel me. But uh, I'm just saying, <laughs> certain drugs have certain effects. I want you to think about those things. What are, at the end of the day, people are going to find ways to affect themselves, right? And that's what I think it comes down to, Tron. Like you said, it's like, for the, since the beginning of time, people have wanted ways to get out of reality. That's kind of the punchline yeah. for me. Whether that is, Waking up and um, or enhancing reality is another way. So you caffeine to speed up the day and you get this extra boost or you got your red wine at night people have and they take it easy. You got the Red Bull there right for us or they've got a little edible nowadays or they're smoking mm-hmm. something with their friends. It's social, spread love. It's the Brooklyn way. Uh, Biggie Smalls <laughs> spread vibes. Spread love is the Brooklyn way. Exactly. So there's, there's all sorts of stuff. There's a social element. I do think the psychedelic part is actually interesting because... That's of I don't think the whole world's gonna be just doing psychedelics, but that's a huge growth area, both in terms of research and uh, legalization or decriminalization, maybe I should say, um, as well. So again, I'm not saying people are gonna be doing not drinking a pint in the pub and they're going and doing mushrooms instead. But I've personally noticed how many different people have just yeah. said, "Oh, I'm not drinking, but I'm doing this instead," and they've found another vice. Uh, so it is interesting. Yeah. Let me give you a trend actually related uh, and related to the sauna that Jack threw up. Uh, uh, HealWithHeat.com. I'll tell you why this is interesting. I don't know if you guys have noticed. There's always gym trends, right? There is uh, Equinox. Actually, Jack, were you ever part of the Knox? Were you ever part of the Knox Claw? Jack feels like a Knox guy. Equinox. I know yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I was he, in the back. Uh, yeah, I knew it. 
I knew this guy, Mr. Soho yeah. House, was doing the knocks. I knew it. All right. Corporate, so, my corporate rate. Yeah, you so, got to yeah. get a corporate rate. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You know, so, actually, so, actually, I had WeWork. Uh, sorry, I used uh, Equinox as a as a co-working space. Basically, oh, that's like, hilarious. I think it was like two hundred bucks a month, but we were catching some eyes. Floating eh? desk was five hundred bucks a month. <laughs> catching, or something. Some catching some eyes. Jack, did you ever do uh, Chelsea Piers? A pure economic decision. Thank you. <laughs> there we you. go. Uh, Chelsea yeah, yeah, I used to go Chelsea Piers when I first moved to New York. Yeah, yeah. Trunk, there's a place. A Chelsea. Point. I actually think it's a better place because that place. Jamie Fox, I saw him in there in the sauna. <laughs> little three on you three. So action. hard to get to it. Wait, yeah, you saw basketball courts played basketball one time with him because yeah, it's just Yo, it was a son. lot more space. It was a little bit cheaper, but it was it was expensive. But the Google rate was like cheaper than Equinox, <sighs> and even better, they had a a sand volleyball court in the middle of Manhattan. It's stupid. Mental, Didn't man. make any sense. But anyway, and a little uh, little deck on the back on the Hudson, deck and, little yeah, sunbathing, uh, swimming pool, and climbing wall. Really, Yo, really dude. beautiful. Let anyway, me, sorry, back to uh, no, no. I mean, dude, you guys brought up everything that matters. There's always these trends, right? Soul cycle. You guys remember that? It's all these trends for fitness. Here's one that I'll throw out there. It started in Toronto. I forgot what it was called, uh, but it's basically a sauna nightclub. So you oh, still want to yeah. socialize. You still want to meet. <laughs> you still want to pipe. You still want to pipe. You still right? want to pipe. <laughs> so, so what do you do? You want to be healthy and you want to pipe and you want to be social. So you go to these nightclubs, which are just massive sauna rooms. Uh, we talk about the Finland sauna, but like super upscale. Oh, that's And then funny. like you make that the night. So your Friday night is literally going to a massive sauna. Everyone feels good. Cause that's, that's crazy. Sauna, cause I've seen, I've seen like gyms where they've done like, they turn it into a party at night. With yeah. So that's like that. turning and into I've seen, a thing. Have you seen the de- well, they daybreak? This is very 10 day years rave. ago. Yeah, day yeah, rave. Yeah. Or like early in the morning, it was daybreaker. I think it was called where you would go 7am, 6am, no alcohol. But it was a straight rave in the morning. Caffeine? It was like, caffeine. I guess people can take caffeine, uh, have caffeine, but it was like specifically no alcohol, but proper music, like a massive party. And then people would go to work at like 9 p.m. Well, let's add this to the trends. You know, in in real life, right? We, you mentioned back to work. In real life, it's coming back. People, stuff like this always matters. Uh, we threw those two out. So GLPs, uh, uh, alcohol. Less alcohol. In real life. We're doing the yeah. non-techy stuff. AIs, I mean, I'll just list off what uh, Nikhil wrote yeah. for AI. He said, uh, AI will start showing return on investment. Uh, AI, you'll see more AI infrastructure, like the underpinnings. Uh, AI enabled application. AI in the real economy. AI healthcare. AI uh, content. AI. Actually, here's one. AI causing trouble. That's interesting. Oh, I'll put some mm, Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. 2024 Election, will have yes. more elections than any other year, I think, in history. So obviously, America has a big one coming. But... Uh, so we threw it out there. Let's. Let, I think we should move on to the Stanley thing, which is also related. Yeah, perfect. Good, good, factor. good little move. Yeah, but anyway, good little chat there. Let us know what you think. What's going to be big in 2024? What is the cold plunge of 2024? Because I think that was the last five years. Little Wim Hof action. Well, here um, we go. So Here's Stanley. A tweet. Yeah, th- I, I had this saved yeah, as well. Meme I had of the week. Too, uh, so our second boy, meme two of the week. Are our boy Ramp, friend of the pod. He does this that was classic. Perfect. He, yeah, I mean, Jack, perfect. I know you like this format. I'm going to tee it up. Can you please read it out? Jack's about to sure. read this meme format. It's a photo of Leonardo DiCaprio from Wolf of Wall Street uh, as Jordan Belfort, the penny stock shiller. He's calling, a, he's calling a mark right now. A mark. He's identified a mark. Maybe a doctor with means. And he's going to sell him some shit coin. So, Jack, can you read what Ramp just wrote? 
The name of the company, Stanley, it is a cutting-edge high-tech firm out of the Midwest awaiting imminent patent approval on the next generation of travel tumblers that have both huge military and civilian applications. <laughs> military is incredible in that. Wait, Beautiful. Jack, can you, walk, can you walk through, sir? Why, well, Jack, you actually wanted us to talk about the tumbler shift. So can you tell us about your relationship to Stanley so far? Well, you know, it's a big, it's a big thing. Celia is a customer. You see him everywhere around here. It's a big, like huge uptake in the mother community. You know, very, this thing like apparently has a bunch of different qualities that make it different than anything that's been on the market before flask wise. Right. And I heard this story like a year or two ago that they, they made this for like hunt. They they made this for hunters or something. Like Stanley is like this utilitarian. It's a hundred you know, I sent you boys that meme. Old. Yeah. I no, no, here. Yeah, yeah. Like let my me, dad has this, has the green tin version of the thermos. Stanley thing. It's like you put thermos. soup in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go on. No, I was just going to say uh, for context, it's 110-year-old brand. And the one thing I'll add before yep. you finish your thought is uh, here's the other picture you guys can think of. You guys know those famous photos of Empire State Building getting built and the, and the dude sitting the builder sitting on the uh, like the metal thing eating lunch, like that was a with their tin pails. It's exactly what Jack said. It's like thermoses, right? That was what the brand is. So Jack, continue with the mother segment. Well, I wanted to I wanted to get Celia to come on and explain this, but she's not. She's doing something else at the moment. But what was the NFT the tweet? There was it was kind of related. Well, I'll tell you the story. Before this is like yeah, they they made this product, and their audience is just like dudes in the forest or on a building site, right? That's the like, that's who they were making stuff for. And these guys probably buy one flask and it just dent it up to shit and have it for like 20 years. I think it's a $70 million company because of that. They make products that you're not supposed to replace. And the, this is what Celia told me. I'm going to get some of these details wrong, but they made this, this flask thing with a straw, which is a complete opposite of what you want. If you're going like chucking it in the back of a, truck or like you know has to the just straw be sealed touch the dirt right you know you don't want to and, leak it. and it just doesn't seal and it doesn't seal it's like you can't tip it over whatever it's like a cup to, to drink out of so apparently somebody like there's this really niche application for it. it fits in a car it's like easy to carry around you can fit loads of liquid in it this is another big like health trend is like drink a thousand ounces of water a day or whatever people are doing now so this is like one of the reasons it was popular and there was this apparently influencer that I might be getting this detail wrong, but like they discontinued it to begin with. They're like, oh, it's not selling to our core audience. And from what I remember about what Celia told me, this one person was like trying to place private orders with Stanley. Like, please let, uh, like, let us sell it for you because we know people that want it, blah, 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 blah. And then obviously, I don't know, through whatever chain of events, I know, I know, it I know caught the name fire of it. and it became I this wish, huge. Okay, go I'll on. add the name. No, no, I'll add the name for you to continue. I wish Celia was telling this story because we need the female touch here. I'm not doing but, it. Yeah, uh, I'm not doing it justice. No, 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 no. no, no. no. You, 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 are, you, are, well. you are doing it justice. I'm just saying it'd be amazing if Celia was telling it right now. Uh, no, but here, Jack, the name is The Buy Guide. The Buy Guide is a, a mother publication or, or kind of influencer account. They are the team that Jack mentioned that was reaching out to Stanley being like, yo, this thing that you have with this straw, this 40 ounce uh, tumbler with the straw yeah. will blow up amongst mums. Cause you know who spends a lot of time on Instagram and Facebook marketplaces? Mums. <laughs> I can tell you right yeah. now, my wife, 
hits that Facebook marketplace real tough. So Jack, please continue. They reach out to them. Yeah, yeah. They reach out to them. And I, this is where my understanding of the details gets fuzzy, but they place an order privately. Then they start 5, catching fire. 5,000 yeah. quenchers. There you go. And then I'm assuming that Stanley takes that as a signal that they're just doing their marketing wrong. And they're like, obviously some somebody wants these things. And I got sort of reintroduced to it or when it blew back up on the timeline was probably about six months ago now or something. You guys see that the there was this car that caught on fire. It was like completely burned out car. And this woman's taking a TikTok video of a burned out car. And the, the Stanley cup is in the center console and there's still ice in it. She shakes it and there's still liquid and ice in this thing. And the car is burned out completely. That's incredible. And then the CMO, I think, bought her a new car. Or somebody at Stanley replaced the car because of the free press that they no! got the Stanley up. And then that just ignited this thing like absolute wildfire. And now the tweet that Bilal is referring to is like, Stanley cups are NFTs for women. Which is, you know, a hilarious comparison. They're becoming yeah, these collectibles yeah. and yeah, people yeah. are like buying 15 different colors of them to go with whatever. It's like the, you know, the Outfit cap. The day. You got to match the shoes with the cap and then they've got charms hanging off them and snack trays attached to them oh, and all this shit now. Snack like there's trays. There's literally markets. <laughs> honestly, boys, the there's markets that have been created from this thing. Like that's the things incredible. that's it's the attached to it. It's the of the Tumblr world. There we go. The extensions. <laughs> exactly. The extensions yeah. are endless. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Wow, that's incredible. It reminds me of... Um, you know, there's a few brands where they've just been around for a long time and then they just kind of stumble into this new lease of life. I think Crocs is where the CMO oh, came from. Right? Well, let's talk about it. Let's so Crocs. his name one. is Terrence Riley. Yeah, yeah. He was the former CMO, as Bilal noted, of Crocs. What happened with Crocs between 2013, 2020, which is when he worked there? They went ham. Crocs teamed mm. up with Bad Bunny, Justin Bieber, and Post Malone. Do you guys remember... This is the story. This was the inciting incident for Crocs. There's a photo of Post Malone wearing Crocs. Terrence Riley reached out to Post Malone's team. Can we do a collab? Genius move. And Crocs became this joke. Uh, just like Stanley, just like Jack uh, had mentioned how Stanley survived this fire. Crocs are a very utilitarian thing. They're made of a foam that uh, fights odors, right? Like the actual rubber foam itself. And uh, yeah, there you go. The Post Malone Crocs. <laughs> Look at $500. bucks. Killing it. So this guy goes over to Stanley. This guy's 55 years old now. So this guy is not this like, young buck like figuring out TikTok, but he, he's like, I've seen this before. He's like, I've, he smelt it. And he goes in. I'm not going to give this guy all the credit. I mean, he works with the Stanley team. Stanley team clearly uh, incentivized him and uh, empowered him. But to your point, Jack, uh, he caught the influencer bug, and now there's over 2 billion hashtags of, of Stanley Tumblr or Quencher on TikTok. Incredible. And uh, so the question then becomes, and this is where I laid to you, I'll ask Bilal first. Bilal, you've been in this game. You, you know the digital marketing game. These things come and go. What is the lasting effect? Because water trends actually come and go a lot. There's been a lot of bottles like Nalgene. You guys remember oh, that, that shit? Oh, that whole 2010s. There were like yeah. so many. So, yeah. I mean, like, what do you, what if you, I'm going to put it to you. What do you predict is going to happen to Stanley? Because their revenue went from 70 million in 2019 to 750, 750 
in 2020. That's, that's wild, 10x right? in four years, people. So, Bilal, what are your levels, thoughts? You know yeah, that's mean? shitcoin level. What prediction? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I think it just depends on the execution from here. I mean, they can r keep riding the wave that it becomes a staple and it just stays. It doesn't feel as trend-based as, say, like fashion items. Do you get what I mean? Like when you're wearing shoes, there's a little bit of a shorter, um, like something unique like a croc. Though I haven't looked at crocs numbers recently, but I know they had that massive surge and then a lot of the time it falls off because it's quite a specific look. Right, it's that Birkenstocks we talk about on the pod as well. I feel like Birkenstocks has a little bit more staying power in a way because even they're just a little bit closer to a normal look versus Crocs is just so different. And the Stanley side, again, I don't even use any of these, so I, I don't know enough, but I feel like they can just become the, the staple in that segment for a little bit longer. But who who the hell knows? I, it, it, I was the other brand I was thinking of, Carhartt, because... Uh, Carhartt, you know Carhartt originally. That's a great, great one. It's a great yeah. one. Yeah. And so Crocs, Carhartt, they worked in my pod at Google. That was like branded apparel durables, we were called. So that whole team, I didn't work on Crocs, but I remember them in, it was 2013. So it was that whole run. They were doing crazy stuff on YouTube and stuff. Yeah, here's Stanley Cup search trends. Um, and I remember Carhartt has a, has a similarity because they started off as like workman wear. Like they, they, they're, I went and met them in Detroit and they basically said our core customer is like people working like Jack back in the day in the factories. They're like, you know, handyman, like they've got the overalls on. And now at the time it was like, I guess 2015 or something like that. There's been this massive surge in like hype beast style, trendy people wearing Carhartt and they kind of had to like lean I into it. I think, yeah, go on. There was this great, there was this great Instagram post I wrote so recently that says I wear Carhartt because I'm working on myself yeah like, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that's so good <laughs> exactly and in fact actually uh, my girl's uh, dad who's a real handyman like he like literally built like a shed like a full basically mini house in the background like in their backyard he he was wearing Carhartt and I was talking to him about it he's like yeah I like it because it feels like I'm back in the working days like and that was his perception of it and then my my French hipster friend is like wearing Carhartt like hats and Carhartt whatever and it was this kind of interesting thing where you had to toe the line of both parts of the brand and so and they actually are opposites to each other in some ways because originally some of the younger people that might have started wearing that are like oh that's kind of a cool ethos brand and then it just becomes straight, you know, taken over by a hype beast style culture. So anyway, the only way I'm reason I mentioned that is I think Crocs, Carhartt is similar in that way to Stanley, but Stanley isn't a fashion statement in the same way. It's not like here's a piece of here's a shoe. Wrong. Well, wrong. I guess it's fashion statement <laughs> in its own way. Like you've got like all the accessories for it, but it's not the same as wearing a random shoe that looks really specific. You know what I mean? But may, maybe I'm misunderstanding because I haven't. Uh, I haven't messed around with Stanley too much. What about you, Jack? Jack, what do you reckon or, or Trung? I think it's, uh, my, my just, guess is, uh, no, go ahead, Jack. Jack, Jack, go. I was just going to reference, you guys remember when uh, Vetements did that DHL shirt? It was like high and low, like, high uh, and low, maybe. yeah. Like it's a super high fashion runway brand that's like yeah. co-opted, like, working class brand yeah. or culture and like turned it on its head and it's like this paradoxical thing it's like I saint laurent working with greg's 
in the UK or right, something. Right, you know, right. Just like uh, yeah, yeah. get your sausage roll on the catwalk. You know, just, Mate, it would fly. That, that would, would fly. work. That would go. That would work well. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think <laughs> yeah. that's the that's those are like the shocking things, and people like the the ability to cut through the noise is so difficult that the shock factor of like even doing that internally and the, like Stanley's not a great example of this, obviously, because it's like those aren't millions of miles apart, but like the barbell strategy within the brand of like one end of the customer segment is this and the other end is like completely opposite to that. It's like completely accretive and like this hundred years of brand and law and, uh, you know, reputation just gets instantly transferred into this other world because the stand, like the Stanley cup being as popular as it is, is because it's like technically incredible too, right? Keeps the shit ice in a, in a car fire. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not like they just (laughs) got the, yeah, it's not not like they just did a cool silhouette of a shape of this thing. It's like, no, it's a hundred years of tech in this cup and it's like, it is good, but it also happens to like fit in the, uh, you know, the Range Rover uh, center console, like the bottom of it is just big enough to fit in a car. And that's, I don't even know if they, that, that maybe they designed it that way originally, but that maybe that's like the killer unlock that made it this like massive utility thing where, you know, 90% or maybe, you know, more than 90% of the competitors products would not be able to do that. So it's like you instantly have the market share for everybody that wants to take 40 ounces of water in the car, which is a lot of people now. Yeah, yeah. Mental. It's Great a mental to thing to like look back and be like, yeah, it's 10x the Te- value Yeah, it's of not software. It's not some unbelievable. App. It's not yeah. AI. It's literally a physical thing that carries water. It's amazing. It's yeah. very inspiring for the uh, atomic builders out there. You know, they're still, they're still <laughs> the alpha out here. Out well, there. if there's a larger yeah. lesson here, uh, Blau asked what do we think. So Blau gave his answer on kind of like the hypey nature of these things, right? I love that you came out with Carhartt. <laughs> I'm working on myself. Uh, we talked about a couple of episodes ago. Birkenstock went public, right? Birkenstock is a 250-year-old brand. Uh, similar thing. The Here's a common theme that I'd say between Birkenstock and Stanley. Everything Jack just mentioned about the build of it. Birkenstock's actually really, like from a craft standpoint, very well done product, right? So I'll tell you who's, you know who's actually been talking about this for, for years is Gary V. <laughs> Gary V is like, I'm going to buy an old brand from the 70s mm. that has all this IP and nostalgia yeah, and I'm just going to re-whip it up. I think the difference with him and is like, it, he was yeah. talking about like, like, uh, like bubble gum, which is like, whatever. I mean, sure. And he missed the peanuts like, or something, whatever that is. Yeah, like Mr. Peanuts. But like the thing with Stanley and the thing with the Carhartt too, I mean, blah, but Carl is actually good for for that trade, like, right? Like, the fabric is quality. The oh, yeah, the quality of the clothes are great. Yeah, it's that's what good, I mean. It's like, yeah. you still need those things. So, yeah, I'd say uh, if Stanley can, uh, I mean, from a product perspective, it actually is the best and they've layered on this viral thing. I don't, I mean, it's not going to 10x again in four years, but like, did it hit this base? Yeah, it might have staying power. Yeah. Is it a $500 million a year company now instead of a 70? Now I think it might be for a long yeah. time. But uh, And obviously yeah, their answer. like customer base has just gone like they have way more shots on goal to do whatever shit. Not only did now. they not only did they double effectively the customer base, but they doubled it into the correct customer base. As everyone knows, Bilal, what's the stat? 
Like two How thirds much of spending? purchases, yeah, or something like Women, that. I forgot yeah. the amount, but it's a no, massive. No, I think in a household, the month eighty-five percent, eighty-five percent, yeah. So they tapped into the real control. Man, you think the need guys bringing home this, bacon are the month. dudes? No, no. The per everybody knows those purse strings are controlled by the wife and the mother. Yeah. We need more toads, right, Bilal? Same yeah. thing. <laughs> Exactly. We, yeah. Otherwise, you leave it to us. Toes. We'll be doing stupid stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, I don't, we're gonna have to wrap up soon. Let's just uh, Let's talk the briefly really about quick. Carter. Yeah. Let, why don't you break that down? What's going on? I know that's a big story in tech in the last. Yeah. Week. So that was a really big story, and it resolved quickly. Just kind of like, I mean, this goes back to Jack's whole point. Well, we don't even have to talk about the ex Ackman thing at this point because I think I've rambled on enough. But Jack's prediction, or what he said uh, at our end of the year episode, he's like. I think X is still going to do its thing. Dude, it's unreal, man. It just, the mainstream media, every article, X is dead. Twitter is dead. Elon killed X. Uh, Fidelity marks it down 50%. It just, sure, whatever. But what does it really, what does it mean? Uh, uh, Jack, what was a tweet you sent me or sent me in Bilal? Uh, X is the, uh, Elon bought the psychic, like, uh, weapon for western oh, psychological England. weapon system and by the way how does how does fidelity mark it down on 50 percent? what's that based on it's, it's private. internal the they numbers are private right no but they'd probably do it against they have to do it on their books uh so they and they have to announce it because i think they have some public investors and private funds but uh the, mm -hmm. they, they use public comps basically they're like hey what snaps multiple right now uh what what's been reported but the whole point is this uh jack sent us this tweet when uh, news was going out last week or two weeks ago that Fidelity had marked down Twitter, which whatever, man, Elon knows he overpaid. But at the time, he also sold a bunch of Tesla stock, which was up huge, right? So well, you, all things equal, Elon dumped a lot of Tesla stock, which was at a very high point to pay because he had to exercise his options. And then he bought Twitter, which he knows was overvalued. And he obviously tried to get out of the deal. But Jack, can you just read what you sent us? Twitter is not a platform, it is a psychic weapon system. Whoever owns Twitter controls the Western zeitgeist, and Elon understood this when he bought it. It's priceless. I mean, everything we're seeing, been though, hearing on this pod yeah, for the last Jackson. however long. <laughs> Jack! There's no, Jack. like, there is that, like, like, any, like, price-to-earnings ratio or, like, some shit out of an intelligent investor book is, like, there is no way to calculate the price of... <laughs> the most influential communication system to have ever existed. <laughs> right? And Jack's bullish. You're not selling Sounds chocolate like here. Jack's bullish, yeah. You're, well, not, I, you're I mean, not selling chocolate. Not selling it's not even about, I'm going to say it's not even about money. It's not even about, like, I don't even think that's the way to analyze it. It's like, what is this? On the trajectory of things that you're trying to bring into existence, what is the one thing that you, if you had influence over, you could accelerate the adoption of all of those things is a way to reach millions, hundreds of millions of people in seconds. It's an Instantly. insane. And not only that, they, they're addicted to your device. They come back. We talked about this shitty business. Twitter, when he bought it as an advertising business, never made money. Bilal knows this. He's talked, Bilal has talked ad nauseum about the Twitter product and why a lot of his customers for his digital advertising agency do like, Twitter experimental, first thing to be cut. But anyways, I bring this all up because we just watched again another thing pop off on X and get resolved in 72 hours. Remember OpenAI, that was a five-day thing. 
That happened all on X, right? The entire thing happened on X, and Sam Altman was brought back to uh, OpenAI because 700 of his employees put up heart emojis on X. Here's what happened over the weekend. The founder of Linear, uh, uh, a startup, I think, I can't remember what Linear does. I think it's an analytics firm. But anyways, he wrote a tweet uh, uh, about Carta. And he had said Carta, which manages cap table for startups. So as I mentioned, imagine me, Jack, and Bilal ever got our act together and made NIA a proper company. We'd issue ourselves shares, we get investors, and then we let obviously a lot of listeners invest into us, not investment advice. <laughs> and uh, they would, we would manage it all. Instead of Excel spreadsheet, we would have it all on Carta. So what happened is Carta has all this information about private companies. For years, they've talked about a product. They launched one, it's called Carta X. What do they do with that? What do you do with all this information about private companies? You try to match buyers with sellers, right? Because private markets are extremely fragmented on both sides. No one, I'll tell you from my experience, and I'd like you guys' thoughts on this. I worked for a startup that got acquired. The entire time I was working at this startup, this is the conversation every single day with my closest friends at startup. Man, I hope we get acquired. Every day is looking at our shares. I hope somebody steps in and maybe just wants to buy our shares. Literally, that's it. This happens all the time in startups. It's like, here's this lottery ticket and we just want somebody to take it off our hands or take a couple of shares off our hands, right? Like if I have 10,000 shares of this private company, I'll sell 2,000 of them. Can, can we find a way to do this? It's been very difficult to do. NASDAQ has something called NASDAQ private market. I did a secondary share sale on NASDAQ private market. It's not super intuitive. It's hard to put together. Carta was creating one of these solutions. And uh, here's a TLDR is it turns out they were taking this information and contacting people at the company and being like, hey, I have a buyer for your shares without letting the CEO know. That's a big no-no. So can you guys opine on that? Like, I, from what I just told you, is that a good thing or a bad move? Like, just, just your thoughts. I got to plug in my computer. I mean, I don't, if it's not explicitly mentioned that by signing up for the software that you're agreeing to that, then it's not great, is it? Yeah, it seems like, like the, a no-no. The, like the assumption, it's been positioned as like a private, like an enter, any enterprise software that is, is not by default private is probably an issue. But something like that is is like cannibalizing your own customer or like, yeah, I mean, everybody would, even the way in which that data is captured and transmitted between parties to sign up for this stuff implies that it's incredibly confidential, right? It's like you, this, the contracting software and document signing and all this stuff, that all the implication along that journey is that you're doing this in private. So yeah, it's bad. I, I love that no. was your reaction. Blah. What was no? Uh, yeah, your not reaction? much more to what add. Was your reaction, based on what Jack said, from what you said there, because I I wasn't following it fully. Uh, the the story before that, it seems a little. It feels like if you're going behind people's backs, that's the part. That's the problem. The only thing I'll say is it's probably buried in some, you know, long legal thing that you accepted when you signed up. But like that's I I can't believe we're kind of in a world where that that is still a thing where. Everyone just says, oh, it's in the terms and conditions, but literally no one ever reads terms and conditions because yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. stupid and long. They're like Bill Ackman tweets. Like it's, no <laughs> one's reading the whole thing. No offense to Bill Ackman. No, he's, he has some logic in his at least. But no, the, the terms and conditions are always just like, what the hell? 
Like, oh, it's buried there. Like, okay, legally I was supposed to look, but no, who? I think I've met like one lawyer who reads terms and conditions and they're really yeah, fun yeah. at a party. But apart from them, <laughs> there's no, there's no yeah, one yeah. else in the world who ever reads those things. Yeah, I feel like trying, like philosophically, this is like making an efficient market for this stuff is great, but doing it under the guise of providing a service that does something else is not great, which is why on this podcast, we talk about public ledgers and the issuance <laughs> of tokens that public represent ledgers. certain things. How did you shoehorn? Oh, efficient, I guess I feel like it makes a lot of sense to be boys. fair. No, it there is. Go. Right. Efficient go. market. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, okay. you're right. You're right. You're you're right. No, no, all of this is like obfu obfuscation. <laughs> yeah. it's the, no, it's the, it's the, you know, the, uh, we need to employ 15 lawyers between this person and that person to, right. you know, right. ensure yeah. that X That's a good happens. Point. Yeah. Need no, no, a smart Jack, contract there, mate. There this go. is what I want to say. Jack nailed it. Uh, Jack's reaction was literally the entire reaction of tech Twitter, right? This is why this played over. So I'll read you the exact tweet. It's from Kerry Serenin. So this is CEO of Linear. He goes, this might be the end of Carta as a trusted platform for startups. As a founder, it feels kind of shitty that Carta, who I trusted to manage our cap table, is now doing cold outreach to our angel investors about selling Linear shares to their buyers. Because obviously, you're the CEO of a company. You want to know who your shareholder base is, right? Like a, a private Wait, company. I bet, I bet you they raised money on that premise. Carter. 100%. It's an $8 billion because if you become the NASDAQ for private markets, which is what they pitch themselves at, that's a, to Jack's point, what is that worth, right? I love how the wheel, Jack's like, I get why they did what they did, but dumb because yeah, now well, you I lose. don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know if it's, it's yeah, I, th I think that there's a, like, there's so many conflicting interests there too, where, you know, as a, as a CEO that's issued stock, like you're where that exists on the secondary market is somewhat your concern, but also not right. It's like, there's, if somebody wants to pay more for this fractional ownership, of this thing you're building, you've already given up control of that. Like as a, as somebody that's issuing, like if you really think philosophically about what someone is doing by issuing stock. No, but you want your stock, employees aligned though. That's the whole point. If your employees are all selling off their shares to secondaries, they're no longer They're aligned not aligned them, in right? the first place. Yeah, they're not, they're the wrong employees then, right? Right. Like that's, that's the, you're that's right, the philosophical right, discussion right. Yeah, yeah, is yeah, like yeah, if yeah, somebody enough. can take this off your hands and if there's a buyer for it, then that implies that there's value being created or you go, unless sure. they're trying to like fire sale these things. I don't know. But this to, to me is like, it's really, I, I honestly, this is really the, I saw the trending topic Carter and like leaked information or something, but I didn't dig into it at all. But these are like the, the competing incentives are so difficult here where you want to like, you want to go to the market and raise money and give ownership away, but you also want to, um, have control over that ownership yeah. on on secondary where there's ways around like the vesting period and transfer this and legalese for but this this doing that and that like because you can align incentives without well i don't know actually that that's a it's a really hard problem to solve and i wonder if a lot of inefficiency exists or like 
quote unquote inefficiency exists to prevent from this kind this kind of stuff happening. Like you as the customer here are not the beneficiary of this technology necessarily, unless yeah, the, it's like um, it's kind of like I haven't got this analogy fully worked out in my head, but the Amazon basics thing where you build a marketplace, you let people put loads of energy and effort into making something that people want. And then you, you basically undercut them. <laughs> come yeah. in and undercut them or yeah. you like maneuver around them for your own benefit. Yeah. And yeah, it's free markets and blah, blah, but that's not really how you're presenting yourself to the world. But unfortunately, yeah, that's a lot of how this stuff works. Like the reason you've been able to build this advantage because you're doing this shit in, in silent. Because well, if you let me went give you to, the resolution. Because on the front page of your website, nobody's going to use your software in the first place, right? Go on. Well, let me, let me just give you a resolution. I love that you brought the Amazon example, but it's the same thing. So Amazon basically shuttered most of their white label stuff because of the PR slash antitrust hit they were taking. And it was contributing nothing to their bottom line. So here is the problem with Carta. I'm going to give you the numbers and we can wrap it up after this because I know we, we're doing double record people is Carter's making $250 million from their cap table management. They're doing $100 million on fund administration. They're making $3 million on the secondary sales. So they're just like, we're burning our entire reputation. Stepping over dollars edge. to pick up pennies, yeah, as they say. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So Henry Ward, the that CEO of Carter. That in the chamber there. Like that. Had it. <laughs> yesterday, uh, yes, or last night, he put out a Medium article and said, we're shutting down uh, the secondary business. But here's the whole point. His communication around this, very sketchy. People are not satisfied with it. It's He was blaming a quote, how funny is it? Every company, when there's a scandal, quote unquote, rogue employee. It sounded mm, like- Give us a they neck were to in, chop. Yeah, right? phone was it's hacked. A yeah, <laughs> a phone was hacked. It was like- uh, um, We need a name. Anyways, man, let's uh, let's uh, let's wrap it up with that. Yeah, I think great, that was a good combo. Great way to- and, uh, Great round app. out the week and so everyone knows we've got a banger ama slash uh yeah or the, the ama questions we didn't get to last week we're going to cover them in the next episode so make sure you're here for that some really fun ones in there uh appreciate you guys being there we'll see you guys next week cheers